So here we are at First Chair Breckenridge, Colorado with Stacy Garish on Halloween. What, three days before your birthday? Four days before your birthday? Three days, November 3rd, coming up. I'm more excited about Halloween or your birthday? My birthday. Well, no, I like Halloween too, but my birthday is kind of exciting. What was that like as a kid? I mean, my birthday is one week before Christmas, and everybody was always like, you must hate that because you don't get as many presents. Um, <laughs> yeah, for me, it was uh, everybody still had a candy hangover by the time <laughs> they got to my birthday. <laughs> but I think actually that was okay because there was more chocolate cake left over. So it's all good. I always had a separate party from Halloween. My mom was really good about that. Yeah. Mine always made it a three-week celebration. It was your birthday, then Christmas, then New Year's. I mean, I felt special. Wow, that is pretty... Well, you are pretty special, George. So I'm not surprised to hear that. (laughs) You are, you know, you are George Thomas, after all. Uh, Thank you, Stacey. (laughs) I've been garish right now. (laughs) So let's talk about your specialty which is amazing with kids and um kind of bringing in the five fundamentals and we were having a chat last night and um we were both really tired so we didn't have the microphone on and now we're both really tired because it's morning (laughs) but um thinking about kids lessons this is something that's been going through my mind a lot and something i've been wanting to talk with you about quite a bit is that when we have that child there and the fundamentals which we'll get into but We've got different goals. You have the child's goal. You have maybe one parent's goal. Maybe you have two parents with the same goal. Maybe you have a guardian. And how do we put all of that together to get a successful guest experience and create a great quality experience? Wow, that's a, that's a big question for 8 a.m., George. And um, we've only got, what, five minutes? No. Right. So, um, yeah, there are a lot of goals to consider, a lot of people to consider in that equation. And there's so many different scenarios that can play out. So I'll speak to that on a more general term. Um, so basically, you've got the child, right? And the child may or may not have made their own choice to be in the lesson. Um, you have whoever's paying for the lesson, which is likely not the child, but some adult, could be a parent, could be a grandparent, um, and you may even have siblings that play into the mix as well. Um, so there are a lot of goals to consider, and I think it's important to honor each each of those parties in the in the picture and make sure that when you are trying to meet goals, that you're certain that you're you've done your work, you know, that you've asked the right questions. Um, I think in the morning. Um, If you do get the chance to meet the parents, you know, you can certainly ask them at that point what their expectations are, if they have any expectations of you or for their child for the day. Um, And then I always check in with them again if I can at the end of the day. Um, And same with the child, right? And their expectations might ebb and flow as they get to experience more time with you on the hill. And I have to ask this, but in your years of experience, have you ever had a child say, I spent my allowance to have a lesson with Stacy. <laughs> what a compliment would right? that be? <laughs> Wouldn't that be amazing? Um, I have never had that happen. Neither have I. <laughs> no, I haven't. Um, so, yeah, I don't know too many kids that get that kind of allowance these days. But if they do, I'd love to have them as my student. Um, that would be pretty funny if they showed up with their piggy bank. You know, I'm here for my lesson. Um, so, no, that hasn't happened. <laughs> Back to topic, though. (laughs) So I'd really like to get your thoughts on how do you even 
get expectations or find out expectations from a three or four-year-old or five-year-old. So, you know, I think a lot of people think that three, four, and five-year-olds, because they're closer to the ground, maybe you don't have to ask those questions. Um, And I I certainly ask them in a different way to a three, four, or five-year-old than I would to someone older. Um, But I always ask them, hey, what do you want to do today? You know, what do you want to, and they may or may not know how to answer that question. And so when children are in that three, four, and five-year-old stage, they're really concerned about pleasing an adult and saying the right thing. So I always open up the question, like, what do you want to do today? And if they say they don't know, that's okay. There's no right or wrong answer here. I'm just curious, you know, please tell me as the day goes on if there's something you see or something you hear that you want to do more of. And so I sort of open them up to that opportunity. So that's not a one-time question. You better get it right this time. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely not a one-time question, especially with those younger kids. Um, And typically, you know, they're a bit like... uh, parrots, you know, they'll hear somebody else say something, and so they'll say the same thing, even though they may or may not even know what that means. Um, one of my favorite chair rides with a four-year-old a couple years ago, um, we were on the chair. It was a four-year-old and then an older person, or an adult, and um, I asked the adult how long they'd been skiing, and the adult said 22 years. And then I asked the four-year-old how long they'd been skiing, and the four-year-old said 22 years. And that's a perfect example, right? They just want to, they're like, oh, I guess that's the answer to whatever question she's about to ask me. So, um, so again, with goals and expectations, you know, it takes a little effort to really find out. And I think they may not know, and that's okay. But the other piece of that is to consistently check in with them throughout the lesson, you know. And you can check in verbally. You can check in by watching their um, facial expression. You can check in by watching their physical performance. So you have someone who is very honest, generally. Mm-hmm about their feelings, but also someone who maybe really wants to please their parents or family. Yeah, yeah. And they may hear, you know, if you have a conversation with their parents, for example, in the morning with the child present, they're going to hear what what their parents say and what their parents' expectations are. And so they're carrying that with them, you know. Like, oh my gosh, my, my parents said they want me to be able to ski a blue run. And so... They may not know what that means other than they see a sign that has, a, has the color blue on it, right? But they may not, they're probably not going to understand necessarily the pitch difference or anything like that unless they've experienced it already. And my brother or sister did this run yesterday, and now I have to do it too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I want to, you know, be able to ski where my siblings are skiing or um, there's a candy cabin up on the top of that lift, and I want to be good enough to go visit that candy cabin and... I hear it's all blue terrain up there, you know. So what do I have to do? It's not so much that I want to ski the blue terrain, but what do I have to do to get to that fun thing that I've heard about? So we were talking a little last night about the fundamentals, and Mm -hmm. if we are able to meet those for the child and the parent, guardian, whomever else it might be, that could really turn into a great experience for everyone, including us. Absolutely. And I have to say my favorite thing about the fundamentals is that the first three letters are fun. And so I think um, when I... the next ones are duh, and the last is mental. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So if you get too mired down in the words, it becomes duh, and then you start to become mental because you're just too focused on the words. So my advice regarding the fundamentals when working with children is to remember the fun part of it, the first three words. And um, kids will typically remember the first thing you say and the last thing you say. So that's why that fun piece is important. But, um, but really the fundamentals provide an opportunity. You know, they were established kind of as the 
the anchor or the base, if you will, for great skiing. And so whether you're teaching three, four-year-olds or eight, nine, ten-year-olds or teenagers, the fundamentals apply, um, and they're just going to, the performance needs to be adjusted to the child's age and stage of development. So one thing that I like to do with the fundamentals is I rarely refer to them by their exact words because that gets into the duh and the mental part, right? So when I'm working with children, I'm probably not going to talk about controlling pressure from ski to ski, but I am going to take them through activities that are going to help them to control pressure from ski to ski. Um, A lot of times in a wrap-up with parents to help uh, make sure that I've met their goals and expectations, I like to find out from the parents, are you a skier? Um, are you skiing today? Are you taking a lesson? And kind of find out what their knowledge is or their experiences with skiing before I jump into here's what we did with your child. Um, if the parents are skiers and if, if, and, or they've taken a lesson, um, they may have heard some of these words. And so I like to bring up the fundamentals in my wrap-up so that I can say, hey, I, you know, we worked on, have you heard the term controlling pressure ski to ski for example in your own lesson you have great so here's what we did with your child today I didn't use that same you know terminology but these are the activities that we did to help them develop that same set of skills and a lot of times parents find that pretty cool and so one of my you know advice I would give to other instructors is don't be afraid of it because what may end up happening is the parents are going to go whoa this instructor really knows what they're talking about they're great with my child and they can communicate to me as an adult let's book this person for a private, you know, let's have them take out the whole family. And I think that's a win-win. Certainly sounds like it to me. (laughs) Anything you want to add? I know you're really busy. You've got a lot of meetings today and you're not dressed like you're going to go Halloween skiing or is that your costume for the slopes? I'm dressed as Stacey Garish today. Um, and, uh, no, just kidding. Um, no, but really I am dressed as Stacey Garish today. Um, I'm dressed as my younger self because in a few days I'll be aging by a year. Um, so today, George, our our group, our task force group is actually working inside. Um, we'll be out on snow tomorrow. Yeah. So we are um, working on learning outcomes today for the Child Specialist 1 and Child Specialist 2. And uh, we've got a think tank of people here from all over the country, so representatives from all of our different divisions. And uh, we're pretty excited to dive in this morning and get some work done. Well, I'm going to let you go so you can get started on that. I hope you have a very happy Halloween, and thanks very much for joining us. Thanks, George. Have fun trick-or-treating.